Hey, I just came from the shower and I came here to say thank you for listening. That's the end. Just kidding. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Are you sleeping well? Maybe, maybe not. Like me, I have not been sleeping well, but this is why I do these things. It's for me and you. Help, you know, go to sleep or have someone that you know, you know, because you know me. <laughs> Maybe you actually do though, but um, you know, to listen to and just laugh along and hopefully laugh. If not, say what the fuck with me at the same time and uh, or just sleep, you know, that's what it's meant for. Or just relax. Um, yeah, basically. That was eloquent, wasn't it? I'm on my eloquent business. All right, let's just get into it though. Um, I picked a book, obviously randomly, but I picked the category new adults, you know, because we want to spice things up this Friday night. I mean, questionable, it's probably not Friday night, but that's the schedule I put up for December. I'm regretting it already. And if you want to look at my schedule, I do have a Twitter. It's M-I-D underscore N-M. And I also have a TikTok, which is surprising to me too. But yeah, well, that's... I don't really post on it, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, in any case, let's continue. All right, chapter one. Uh, first day of my life. Thomas. That's the chapter or this is the perspective, the POV. All right, I guess I'm a guy. People crossed the street when they saw me. I'm not really sure why that was. I mean, okay, I might have looked a little bit intimidating if I was being truthful with you. I changed since New York. New York represented a life that wasn't real. Not truthfully, anyway, no. New York was the young, immature, in love, idiot side of Tom. The tie-dye Tom of New York, that was all capitalized, doesn't exist anymore. Tie-dye Tom was dead. But that's okay because the new Thomas was happy with the new him. Kind of. Not really. At least he was no longer looked like a douchebag. Well, I suppose that depends on your definition of douchebag. For instance, if a tall, somewhat built asshole is a douche to you, then you probably wouldn't have gone a with the new Tom because that's what he was. The only thing not drastically different from the old me was my given name. That's about it. Um, if you call yourself an asshole, this is, a, this is a philosophical question for you and me buddies. Do you think assholes are douchebags? Do you think those are synonyms? Vote below my Twitter maybe. <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I even do a voting? I've never done that. I don't know. Anyways. Oh. A couple of weeks after Callum married Harper, I discovered that I was in love with one of my best friends. Kelly Simesky. Simsky. Simsky. I think that's what it is. The idea hit me when I picked the ladies up to deliver them the to the bow bowery bow 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 i know this place for the love of god i used to live in new york the bowery <clears throat> i saw her in all her sprightly glory five feet one inch barely reaching my waist how tall are you well i guess men are tall hmm. interesting 
Kelly Skim, Sim, 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 oh, this is gonna fuck me up. Simsky, Simsky. Kelly, oh, the fuck. Kelly Simsky was her, with her short blonde hair, her blonde hair that met her chin and would drag forward when she laughed. Sorry, I have to put down the brightness on my phone. Um, Kelly Sim, God damn. Kelly's, uh, Kelly Siminski, the tiny nymph of an actress who would sway and leap into a room and bow when she left. This is kind of manic pixie girl edging on that stereotype, but okay. That Kelly Siminski. And damn, did I have it bad. I was forced to face the truth just about the time she met Carter Williams. Speaking of douchebags, Carter Williams. Perfect Carter Williams with his perfect effing teeth, his perfect effing vocabulary, his perfect effing money, and his perfect effing sincerity. God, I hated that guy. He was my polar opposite in everything. Educated, born with money, and in position of the one girl I wanted more than anyone else. Perfect effing Carter Williams. When Cherry and Charlie married, the band well, my band, the Ivories, capitalized I, disbanded. I was pretty upset, but it was time. I knew it. We'd been at it six years with little interest from labels. We had a massive following, but as we all know, that doesn't get you signed. And there's only so many nights you can play for a measly $500 before you get bored with your band, no matter how awesome they are. But that didn't mean my band didn't remain my family. No, it just meant we would have to find a different reason for hanging out on Friday and Saturday nights. And we did. But when Carter Williams began his ridiculous infiltration to my extended family, I was less than thrilled because that would mean I'd have to watch him lay hands on Kelly. But it was okay because I was just biding my time until Kelly kicked Trust fund, capital T, capital F, to the curb. You're forgetting trust fund with sincerity. That's the important part, I think, maybe. Um, and so she realized I was the one she was supposed to be with. But that didn't happen. No. In fact, six months later, Kelly's ring finger was dressed with the biggest freaking diamond I'd ever seen. And that's when I lost my chance. So when my friend Jason from the seven from Seven Seas, capitalized S, capitalized S, one of the biggest record labels in the United States, offered me a chance to move to Austin for a year as a talent scout, I jumped at the opportunity. Hell, I leaped at the chance. In Austin, I immersed myself in the culture, and that's what it was—a culture, and a beautiful one at that. God, I loved Austin. Where have we been, and where are we now? God damn, it was weird. So weird with amazing barbecue and it was made for me. Scouting bands until late at night. I still wake up early, not able to see because I wasn't over Kelly and she haunted my every thought, including my dreams. I'd hit the gym for a few hours, then return home to my apartment. I did see more bands and repeat the entire process day after day after day. For an entire year, I did this. Aside from one tiny indiscretion. Needless to say, I was an expert at finding awesome bands. I was also built like a freaking brick house. Which is why people crossed the street when they saw me coming. Well, that 
and the fact that I didn't wear a color on my body that couldn't be confused with night. See, see, that's your problem, man. Like, color is not going to hurt you. Maybe it will hurt your toxic masculinity a little bit, but, you know, just saying. Um, <laughs> not to burn you. Um, I'm burning this person, Thomas, whatever. Layers. That's what I felt comfortable in. Dark tees, black jersey hoodies, dark jackets, and I wore these together. Anything that would help me keep the hate in. Along with black boots heavy enough to weigh me back down to this earth. Preventing me from drifting off into insanity. I buried myself in my hair too. Kept it at my jaw. As well as, well as on my jaw. Okay. Camouflage. No one look at me. I was too busy being in pain. And I wanted the hate. I reveled in it. Actually, I felt powerful and dangerous and pissed off. A perfect combination to imitate the intimidate <laughs> reading the bands around me. Soon, I had a reputation for being the guy with which one did not screw with. I also grew the reputation for being the scout you went to when you wanted to be taken seriously because I lived breathe and slept music it was my only re refuge from the hate i was drowning in and the only thing that kept me from the sliver small sliver of flame that was old tom i wanted to burn slightly to keep it around just to remind me of what i never wanted to go back to interesting i was thomas erickson how do you pronounce two S's in the middle of a word like that? Of a name, like Ericsson's. I guess lesson. So Ericsson. Ericsson. Ericsson? Ericsson. Then it just sounds like one S, isn't it? Oh, whatever. Um, where? Town Scout for seven, capitalized S, and scorned in a one-sided love. It. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. If you loved her for a long time, I can understand. It's fine. And an amazing job and in a worth and an and a worthless state of mind. January. It's January, guys. Oh my god, we skipped a month. If you're listening to this in January, hi. Say hi. Thank you. <laughs> um it's time to pat Fuck me. <laughs> I'm like, it's January, but no, it's this is a person's name. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it's time to pack your room, January. You procrastinated enough even for me. Uh, Janet? Janet's my mom. None of us were allowed to call her mom because the word mom was intimidating. And she wanted her kids to be able to freely go to her and tell her anything. Most of us called her mom anyways, just a bugger. Yes, my love. Pull the band-aid. I'm not going back. My mom dropped the pen. Okay. My mom dropped the pan of tofu peanut butter cookies 
she was carrying to the table to cool. I've never heard of that. Shall we look up a recipe? Hello? What tofu peanut butter cookies? Are these even good? Why does it, why does it need to be tofu? That doesn't make sense. Is that a thing? Oh my God, it's a thing. Tofu peanut butter oatmeal. How is this shit getting combined together? Well, I guess the peanut butter is gonna. This is a this is a sidestep because we've we've ended the page. But all right, what do we need? We need, we need. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know. How do you do this? In a large bowl, cream tofu, peanut butter, brown sugar, and vanilla. Add flour, baking powder, oats, and stir thoroughly. Drop into a cookie sheet two inches apart. Bake at 350 degrees for 20 to 25 minutes. Let's see. Join the conversation. Yum. Simple and very healthy. <laughs> I love how we've gone here. Yum. Simple and very healthy. Love that. There's no added fat. You never know. You never know these contain tofu because it's peanut butter, girl. Tofu's not gonna taste like, tofu just tastes like whatever you put it with it. <laughs> I should note that these do in fact taste healthy, quote, quote. I love them, but two of my kids object to the lack of fat and chocolate chips. I still have to work, I still have work to do with them. Thanks for sharing the recipe. I'll make these again. Very tasty and easy. Doesn't even have a hint of tofu taste. I had some pecans and cinnamon. I do think it would just be, it would be good with two and a half cup of brown sugar. Oh, I guess less sugar. I don't know. I love these. Super good. Lots of flavor and great texture. Thanks for posting such a unique recipe. I use light tofu, Splenda, molasses rather than brown sugar. By the way, it's all sugar, so it's still bad for you. So it doesn't matter what you use. Anyways, whole wheat flour and one and a half cup of korab chip. What the? Delicious, healthy, if somewhat unusual cookie. Okay, let's. Are they photos? There's not even a photo for this. What does this look like? But, okay, whatever. Now we know a recipe. And that's the end of the page. Are you gonna try those cookies? Like, should we try? I don't have peanut butter. I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna get peanut butter for that. Anyways, let's look for this. Okay. So this is the site where I have to look up the book. It is, oh, this is interesting. I think this book is legitimately titled, the, the t it's titled, with the two names of the leaves. Interesting. So. Okay, no, no. I don't want to go to the Amazon site. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I said that earlier, but this time I mean it. <laughs> Let's go to the summary that you've all been waiting for. So the, so if you haven't figured out, like the, the title of this book is called Thomas and January. It's, um, I guess it's one of those um, series type of books, but it, it's a separate story for each book in the series about different couples. Yeah. So it's Sleepless series number two by Fisher Amile. All right. Thomas Erickson thinks he has it all figured out. I think they literally quoted the first uh, one of the first paragraphs in the first chapter. People crossed me in the street when they saw me, that paragraph. I tied to Tom was dead. Okay, we're done with that. January McLaughlin thinks she's her own worst enemy. I quit Berkeley. 
threw away a full scholarship. Plans, you ask? What plans? But they were both wrong. Mm. Also, by the way, I also know someone who did, I don't know if it was Irvine or Berkeley, but she dropped out of Berkeley because she was doing really well in her engineering. She was a sophomore and she already had another job. So you don't, it doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter what university you go to. This is a spiel right now. You don't, it doesn't matter what university you go to. doesn't matter. Um, what background you come from, it just matters what you want to do with your life, right? Like you can drop out, you can, but you're not a failure, okay? You can quit something, you're not a failure if you know it's not right for you and you know you where you want to go, right? And even as long as you know that that's not where you want to go to and that's not right for you, then that's also a decision. And don't feel like you're a failure for that, okay? Although I can say that just being someone who hasn't dropped out of college before back in but we all know, even though it's hard for some people to stomach, that um, that pe- that there are people, very successful entrepreneurs and really rich people now that dropped out of college or never went to college, and etc. In fact, I okay, this is another example. I don't know who needs to hear this, but this is another example where I was in um, a dorm room and I was um, visiting. Um, um, a friend and she had a couple seniors and her senior and one of the seniors had a boyfriend that was in a mathematics um, degree and he was contemplating I think getting a master's because but the problem with that or a PhD I don't remember but the problem with that is that he already knew that he was behind he was talking about how like going to college made him behind in the working sphere. My my laptop just died. <laughs> I mean, screen save. Um, and so if he went to get a PhD or a master's, he would be more behind in his working career. In fact, it's almost a detriment to some degree to go to college because you don't have the experience. And a lot of people going out of college will feel the same way because um, it says entry level, but you have to have three years of experience. You know what I mean? So it's very um, like, what's the point of college for a lot of people? But I would say go to college Well, sometimes you just go to college because that's your whole life and that's what you were taught and brought up to do when you're a child. But, and that kind of sucks because you just end up there and you're like, what the fuck do I do? So in in those cases too, like that's totally reasonable for you to drop out because not only are you spending a lot of money to not know where you're going, but whatever. But I do think it's a valid to experience college, although you can't really do that now with the current situation, but um so there is a merit in that if you still have that merit but besides that and also learning just there's an atmosphere in college that cannot be um cannot be rivaled anywhere else for the thirst of learning whether or not people really feel it or not you're surrounded by it so you will do it kind of vibe it's literally like birds of a feather flock together so it that's why it matters who is around you and i didn't mean to put this spiel but here i am and i just want to if you guys need to hear it you're not a failure if you quit anything you just you as long as you know where you want to go next or you know that that isn't right for you you just make sure it's your decision because that's what your life is for your own decisions right so that's it and and your own decisions are not good or bad unless it's actually hurting somebody well there's a difference right um anyways what was i saying tom walked okay 
but they're both wrong. Tom approached me slowly and met me under the light. This is a summary, by the way. <laughs> the heck? Met me under the light of the stone walkway. He leans over at me so closely. My neck craned to see his face. His expression was one of confusion as he studied my own. What is it about you? That's not the voice I gave him, whatever. He asked me. I gulped. What do you mean? I whispered, closing my eyes and swallowing again, my breasts becoming labored. He lifted his hand and dragged the backs of his fingers across my jaw so lightly I barely felt them, but they made me feel dizzy all the same. How can you be this extraordinary? January McLaughlin. Can you imagine, can you imagine, like whispering this long fucking name, like lovingly? How can you beat this extraordinary John January McLaughlin? If your name is that long and someone has done that to you, props to them and your love life. Good job, <laughs> I guess. Did he pull it off? Or she? He leaned closer and a look of pure frustration and anger lit his eyes and pressed his lips. And why couldn't I have met you before I realized I didn't want anyone ever? Life for Thomas and Jenner will never be the same again, dot, 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 whether they like it or not. All right, that was the summary, so. All right, and that's it. Are you going to read it? Are you not? Was that good enough? I have to say, okay, to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, I'm like kind of just a little intrigued because it wasn't that bad although it was it was pretty bad it felt like i was like mm. i i like okay here was what i like i like that fact that he's this respected cool cool question i don't know if cool but respected scary um talent agent for bands of the of the biggest music career, right? I love that. That's that's fun. That's fun. I think that's really fun. Um, I want to see the moments where he's just badass and being like, "You suck," or "Hey, come with me. You're cool." You know, I want to hear that. I think that would be interesting. I don't know anything about January. We only like heard about her for two seconds, but maybe she's she's also interesting. But I just like that idea. I don't, know. I don't really like the idea of how broady he is. Or moody, but I'm sure you know people have felt that way, and especially men. So if it's relatable to someone, it's fine. I just don't like how it's being written. I just think it's slightly overdone, but it's okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's accurate to somebody, and it calls to somebody. Does it call to you? Does his broadiness call to you? Can you relate? And I do not judge you for it. Do do what you want. Do what you want. Um, as long as you realize there's a lot of fishes out there, dude. <laughs> it's just, or just living your best life in general. And I think that's what I'm going to end it with. Um, also with follow and share with your any of your friends that you think, hey, they probably need to sleep to something. Or this person's really interesting. Hi, this is this person, me. I'm this person you're talking to about. It's really interesting. They should definitely listen to this person because they're so cool right and that's where we're gonna end it for real this time oh yeah i have a twitter i have a um what's it called what's it called a tiktok um i guess i'm gonna say that yeah that's it as always thanks for listening and i hope you have a really good night and a good day and good week and good life all right <laughs>